Listen to insights on how conversational messaging is changing the way businesses and their customers engage. Join Gupshup CEO Berud and VP for Marketing Srini and an array of guests for conversations about conversations. This is the Gupshup Conversational Messaging Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Conversational Messaging Podcast. This is uh, your host, Srini, and I'm joined by your co-host, Birud. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the oldest industries in the world, banking, and how banking is changing uh, in keeping with uh, the digital world that we live in. The two words that you know come to mind whenever you think of a bank, one is trust, because obviously you trust banks with your money and your wealth. And the second word is convenience, because you know when you, when you visit a bank branch or you go to an ATM uh, or you talk to an advisor, what you want is ease and convenience to get your, your job done. But due to various factors, two most important ones being how digital savvy consumers have become and also pandemic-related conditions, people are not visiting branches and ATMs as much as they used to, and they're relying on more digital channels to get their banking work done. So this, what we'll focus on is how this transition or transformation has been taking place for banks and whether it has been a smooth one or there have been challenges. So let me, let me bring Birud here at this point. Birud, Birud, you think that this transition that banking has had from being purely an offline sort of an experience to having both branches as well as websites and apps. Has this whole journey been smooth? Yeah, no, agreed. I think just to sort of re-emphasize the, uh, the digital transformation that's going on, right? Certainly, I mean, software is eating the world and in particular, the banking industry. Uh, and it's not just the pandemic, but even long before the pandemic, right? Internet and web technologies were really starting to transform banking, right? So the whole fintech revolution, if you think about it, you know, some of the neo banks that are emerging that are internet only, right? Purely digital experiences. Right. And they create this sort of really delightful digital experiences. And uh, they've had tremendous success. Like in the US, if you look at SoFi, you look at a firm, you look at some of these other businesses. I mean, they've just, you know, really uh, scaled up uh, very, very nicely. Right. So I think, you know, this whole world of branches and call centers, right, which was the old customer touch points are yep. uh, sort of getting transformed very, very quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about uh, walking into a branch or or calling the call center. Right. I mean, if you think about the average consumer's experience, I mean, you know, walking into a branch means you at least have to budget you know, half an hour to an hour or something. And, uh, you know, or calling the call center would be at least a 15-minute call, you know, very likely you're on hold and uh, for some time. And even after you get through, you now have to authenticate, verify, certify. Then sometime, very likely, you'll get transferred between two or three different departments before you find the right person. And maybe they can help you or they can't, right? And I think these, these experiences, I think people have less and less tolerance for this, right? The, the mm-hmm. bar is rising. The expectation of uh, sort of a delightful customer experience is uh, is increasing. You know, another trend, again, sort of dating back a few years is, you know, I think 
I think it probably started in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. But they, yeah, you know, I think there was there was a set of regulations which said, look, uh, the data belongs to customers, right? And therefore, banks have to make it portable, right? Yeah. You cannot you cannot create customer lock-in just by holding on to customer data. You have to make it accessible through an API to whichever service the customer chooses to use, right? And I think that I think it started in Europe and then the US and elsewhere. It just led to these a whole lot of these digital experiences that sit on top of the underlying banking industry. I think even uh, in India, UPI is a fantastic example, right? Right. I mean, think about it. The whole UPI ecosystem sits on top of the underlying banks. Correct. But the digital experiences are built by non-banking organizations, and uh, consumers obviously, you know, they, they they love those experiences, right? And it just mm-hmm. sort of tells you it's not sort of what's underneath the uh, it's not the hardware layer if i can call it that right if i can call the the physical banking infrastructure as the hardware layer uh, that matters less than the software layer at the top the the customer yeah. experience and you're you're seeing a lot of this transformation playing uh, playing through right so the whole fintech revolution i mean it's sort of uh, snowballing into a bigger and bigger effect more and more services coming in and i think uh, it's really a challenging time and process for traditional banks. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And I think any industry that, and not just banking, but across the board, when they transform a physical process into a digital one, I think, of course, one part of it is technology, which can, let's say, take an account opening process or applying for a mortgage process and convert that into a series of digital steps on websites or or on an app, for example. But there is one key component of the that human experience when you talk to somebody in a bank is the conversational experience. So when you have a conversation with someone or they ask a question, tell me how this works, tell me what do I do here or what documents you need and stuff like that. What's your opinion on how that crucial component is getting uh, or is getting added to the whole digital experience yeah i think it's not so much adding or layering on you know the conversational piece it's really just saying okay you so firstly if you agree with the theme or the trend that uh, customers want delightful experiences and and you need to go from physical or offline experiences to digital and online experiences right then the question is, what's the best kind of digital experience you can enable, right? And if you think about it, right, the first attempts or, or the, the first obvious solution is to create a website. Of course, most banks have websites right. or to create a mobile app, right? Certainly, that was a huge step forward. Online banking has, has grown tremendously. App-based banking has grown quite a lot as well. And certainly, huge improvement over over the, the prior you know, era of offline banking through branches and call centers, right? So clearly it's it's working and it's working well. The question then is, okay, if you want to take it further, right? If you want to take it, uh, make it even more of a delightful uh, customer experience, what's the, you know, what more can you do to make it more compelling? And I think that's where really, you know, conversational ex- experiences are, are coming to play. Right. And the way I like to think about it is, you know, conversational experiences are just the next sort of evolution in user interfaces. Right. I think if right. you 
Uh, I mean, I'll just take a two-minute detour, but if you look at, you know, the last 30, 40 years of uh, personal computing industry, uh, every decade or so, the interfaces change. In the mid-80s, it was all about the desktop, right? So you'd have a banking app, uh, a desktop banking app, for example, to do banking transactions. Right. And then in the mid-90s, when the web emerged, you had banking websites. And in the mid-2000s, when the app uh, ecosystem emerged, you had uh, banking apps. And, and now you have these conversational experiences of banking bots, uh, really. And I think it's just the next phase in the evolution. And compared to all the prior interfaces, right, uh, you know, uh, conversational interfaces are more natural, more intuitive, easier to use, no training required, you know, and like the prior interfaces that force, you know, um, humans to behave like computers by clicking on screens, buttons, and tabs, a conversational experience forces computers to behave like humans, right? Correct. Which is you just ask your question and it answers it, right? So no more clicking through lots of screens and tabs or going through a very complex flow and wizard. Uh, you know, you really are just having a conversation and in the process of that conversation, you're getting getting your work done. So I think certainly, I think it just, in, you know, it is just the the digital transformation continues and you have, you know, as it moved towards better and richer and more delightful and easier and more intuitive experiences, Correct. right? And and I think uh, instead of having to uh, download an app uh, or commit to it, I think, you know, everybody leads busy lives. And sometimes when there's a, if you can make it a one-click experience, right, it's a, it's a lot simpler and easier. If users don't have to worry about yet another app, Right, uh, because Correct. how many? You know, you need your banking apps, you need your commerce apps, you need your taxi and food delivery, and and so mm -hmm. on. I mean, we have hundreds of apps that you're constantly switching across, and right. every app introduces some sort of effort and some overload. And you know, it may only be five or ten clicks, but when you multiply that with dozens of apps, I mean, it really just becomes uh, you know. So anything yeah. you can do to make it more frictionless make it easier, simpler, quicker, right? And people spend so much time in their messaging app. So if you can bring the banking yes. experience into the messaging app, it's just so much simpler and easier uh, for the consumer. Yeah, and also it makes it so much more inclusive because you know every time a traditional industry moves to the digital space, you sort of uh, leave out maybe older generations who are a lot of uh, digital immigrants who have to learn something new to be able to uh, do what they used to do. Like if you take everyone from a baby boomer generation up to the millennial generation, uh, this kind of transformation where all you need to do is to be able to chat with the bank or the or the bank bot would make it a lot more inclusive for everyone, not just the digitally di digital native customers, but also the digital immigrants to uh, avail of these services and these digital experiences. So I think, yeah, in inclusivity is also another advantage. So switching tracks to, so going a little bit deeper into some of the key processes uh, that you typically encounter in a bank, what are some of the, the top uh, use cases or processes where you see this transformation taking place, where conversational banking is manifesting itself? Oh, you know, so at the highest level, I mean, so I think firstly, virtually every customer touch point across the entire life cycle, right, is uh, I think going to get transformed by these conversational experiences. 
and you can take the life cycle and break it into maybe sort of three high level sort of stages right there's the sort of the the first is the marketing stage if you will right and the second is sort of the commerce or the banking uh, transactional stage and then the third is sort of support and um, now obviously you know people buy multiple products and they may be at different stages in different products but in general you know for any single product i mean that's sort of the case you know you, you sort of market and acquire the customer then you enable and transact with the customer and then you provide support and you know people iterate through that and each of these has many different uh, journeys and experiences that can be enhanced and improved and made uh, you know simpler easier more delightful right so for example in the in the case of uh, marketing right the ability to to personalize and to contextualize offers or you know instead of spamming lots of users if imagine if the user gets maybe just one message but if they are interested or are looking for a product then they come back and have a conversation right with the bot and they they guide the bot they ask the questions they make choices they they uh, you know pre select uh, themselves into certain products uh, it's sort of the the lead gen is sort of qualified and so on but when this is user driven when the user is driving the conversation with the help of the you know it's sort of it the user is engaging in sort of in an assisted uh, purchase right and most financial products are fairly complex i mean buying an insurance policy or buying you know or taking a personal loan or taking a mortgage right or a credit card i mean each of these products has a lot of fine print has uh, sort of you know lots of nuances and and different people have different levels of sophistication and different levels of understanding so each may have a different kind of question right and to the extent that the the user can can drive that get comfortable understand you know the the the, the whole product it suddenly really transforms the the marketing uh, sort of interaction right it sort of uh, it just makes it uh, much more easier and i think just to add on that marketing thing also enabling many different entry points right me for example even in branches or any offline services maybe in print ads or billboards and so on uh, imagine if the banks just put a qr code right that allows them to get into a conversational experience to then customize their offers and see what it is they want right so an entry point could be from offline or physical services uh, it could certainly be from sms messages that they may already be sending like every bank today sends a lot of notifications but each of those messages is an opportunity to bring the customer back into a more engaging conversational experience right uh, it could also be through any digital ads right whether it's search ads social media ads or other uh, digital ads and so on so these are sort of the different entry points right whether it's uh, sort of offline or online advertising and from that they come into this conversational experience where they can customize the user can customize uh, their journey as they discover and find the right product and so on right so that's sort of the marketing part mm-hmm. okay if we get into sort of the second stage which is around commerce 
and in the context of banking, uh, what that means is making it easier for customer to, to customers to transact. So whether it's simple things like, you know, what's my balance, or I want to transfer uh, some money or make a payment or pay my bill or um, maybe uh, buy something new. It's a great, you know, all of these conversation experiences are also a great opportunity to upsell and cross-sell, right, uh, different products. I mean, if you have a credit card, maybe you want a loan. If you have a loan, you know, maybe you want to buy insurance, maybe mutual funds and so on, right? So it's an opportunity right. to to really cross-sell, upsell in a very personalized way, depending on what the user wants to do and, and, and so on. So I think there's... Uh, and it's also about uh, the right time, right? It's uh, The timing is also very, very important. I think when you spoke about cross-sell, it also, I'm reminded of what you mentioned on the marketing uh, side as well, that let's say you've, you really, you've just purchased something and you get a transaction alert. But the transaction alert could be an opportunity for the bank to maybe cross-sell uh, a loan or a, or a credit card or something that's related to a big spend that you've already done. So I think that's probably one manifestation. Of yeah, exactly. I think context uh, is is really, really uh, critical, right? I think, and w- when you make the experience uh, contextual, it has a huge impact, right? I, I think just to give you another very clear and specific example, uh, today, for example, banks send out notifications saying your bill is due tomorrow, right? And now the user has to go into either the banking app or a payment app, right? Find the merchant, you know, enter the amount and then actually make the payment. And oftentimes the user says, oh, I'm in a meeting, I'm busy, you know, I'll do it later. And then they forget. And then it leads to penalties. And and also the bank has lower collections and so on. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if that payment reminder message included a button which says pay now and literally with one click, you can make the payment, right? So it's it's contextual placement of the transaction and when the user sees that, they'll say, yeah, I, I want to pay it. But now, you've, because you've made it easy, very likely they'll do it that very instant, which means, you know, the collection cycles are shorter, the collection rates are higher. And even for the consumer, the penalties are lower. It's a, it's a win-win for both sides, right? So this is a, a you know, a, a really good example of how customer experience can really transform the economics for both consumers and banks as well, right? So I think really making it simple, easy, frictionless, uh, very contextual, very personalized, makes a huge difference, okay? And just to finish sort of our walk through the customer lifecycle, you know, let's talk about the third stage, uh, customer support, right? People invariably in banking, I mean, these are complex products, complex relationships. There's always a need, you know, to call the bank, uh, to call the customer support team, you know, to to find out, you know, why this charge, what happened, you know, what dispute, and and so on, right? So I think uh, in, in there, right, the ability to have, uh, think about it, one of the most challenging things for banks is call centers are expensive because every incoming call is very expensive to handle, and and therefore you end up with two choices, right? Either either you have to spend a lot, and really, uh, if it's a it's a very competitive, low, you know. Uh, sort of business and if you so if you spend a lot to provide the, the right experience i think then your margins are lower and on the other hand if you spend less then you drive a lot of customer dissatisfaction right so but but again conversational experiences in the customer support area allows you to have sort of 24/7 availability 
you know, uh, you don't have to worry about peak versus off peak, right? It can handle unlimited capacity. Uh, the instant responses, right? So consumers don't have to wait or stay on hold, um, which means, you know, uh, some some businesses are, are doing even IVR deflection, meaning an incoming IVR call comes in and you know the queue is long. So they just announce a message saying, um, look, you're welcome to wait on hold or we can send you a message and engage in a conversation experience through messaging that will take care of your query very quickly. And they send, you know, and if you want to do that, press one, for example. And once the user receives that message, they can finish the rest of the interaction through messaging, right? So you're sort of deflecting the customer interaction from an incoming call to a messaging base, perhaps automated experience and so on. So I think um, uh, it can really transform. Uh, I think even, uh, I should have mentioned earlier, some of the frequently occurring journeys, right? Like, KYC. I mean, KYC is another big thing where almost every financial product requires some KYC verification and sort of you right. know, yep. that. or mm-hmm. even collections when it comes to loans, you know, the collections journey uh, and, and so on. So each of these things, there's just so much friction uh, that can be taken out, right? You can uh, uh, just by leveraging uh, conversation experiences. And I think these things, you know, you're seeing some of the newer fintech players yeah. jump onto these sort of newer opportunities, newer services, uh, and, and so on, right? And I think in a very hyper-competitive market that's a wash in capital, I mean, you see a lot of these companies getting funded, yes. right? So uh, I think the, the only real way to differentiate is through customer experiences and uh, conversation yeah. experiences. Totally agree. And uh, when we started the episode, we spoke about the word trust. I think one of the one of the things that always one of the questions that always crop up when you're applying technology and digital to uh, anything related to finance is security and safety. So how can we ensure secure banking uh, in a conversational banking sort of uh, world? No, you're right. I think. You know, the, the regulators and the banks, you know, the chief security officers at all of these organizations are extremely conscious and, you know, focused on, on this issue, except that some of the traditional technologies don't give you the full level of, of security, right? And oftentimes, you have unencrypted clear text messages, you know, carrying yeah. account balances and sensitive information uh, going through messaging channels, right? So I think it's important to, um, there are newer tools and technologies emerging that enable either end-to-end encryption or better still sort of, you know, uh, mechanisms where the data stays purely between the bank and the customer. It doesn't even come in through any intermediary and mm-hmm. so on, right? So, so I think uh, it's sort of ensuring a high level of data security and user privacy uh, is, is very, very critical and it's now possible with uh, newer uh, messaging channels, yeah. So let's just imagine one user journey just for our listeners. Uh, so today I receive a, a text message saying, uh, this is your remaining balance. So how will that change uh, in the world of conversational banking? Will I even see the amount on the text message? Or? Yeah, so uh, no, right? So you could, uh, in, today it says, you know, here's your balance, but tomorrow it could say, for example, to see your balance, click here. Right, and when they click on it, it opens up a, a little conversational surface, 
where uh, the balance is shown. And by the way, even there, uh, you can make it time bound so the balance can disappear. You know, it's a little bit like Snapchat, right? Where the message can disappear after after 10 seconds or 20 seconds, or it may be only one time access. So a second time person would not be able to check it if they came back. And then in addition to that, uh, there are other options right there, right? So if you want to dispute it or get some more details or, you know, find out why, you know, have what whether your transactions have cleared or not, I mean, you can find it out right there. And by the way, while you're in that journey, all of the rest of it can happen, right? There could be some cross-selling, some upselling, you know, uh, some pending items can be notified as well, uh, and and so on, right? And all of that, like literally with a few clicks, right? Everything's a, like a one-click experience, right? And, and it's just a lot quicker, faster, simpler, easier, and extremely secure. Right. Sure. Thanks for your views, uh, Birut. And if our listeners want more information, feel free to visit gupshop.io, where we we worked with a lot of banks in our journey up to, up until now. And you can see some of the success stories of them having brought in the conversational element into their uh, uh, digital banking processes. So thanks for your time today, Birut. And uh, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Until next time.